Hello, it is Tuesday, July 30th, and yesterday was one of the biggest days of my life. Some people have said monumental. Mm, I would mm-hmm. say that. I'm so thankful for everybody and everything, both in this room and listening. You are the absolute greatest human beings on earth. I've been very fortunate to do a lot of very cool things in my life, and one of them was almost going back and kicking in the NFL. Hey, Pat, do you think you could still place kick? I was asked by a former coach of mine. I said, let me give it a go. Kind of put everything on hold after I didn't get the Monday Night Football gig. So I went and kicked some balls, a couple months of training. Then I went and did a full stress test for said kicking coach. I got on a plane to fly back to Indianapolis, and my knee ballooned up. Bigger than I'd ever seen it before. I potentially just shaved my legs with the uh, lawnmower 2.0, so everything looked bigger for sure. But I was sitting on that plane with my knee blown up, and I couldn't even get up to take a leak mid-flight because the knee hurt so bad. And I had a nice moment of peace with myself, like, hey, here's some real closure. I went and kicked balls well when I had to. When somebody asked me if I could kick balls, I went and kicked balls well when I had to. It would have been cool to be a place kicker in the NFL because no punter has ever kicked in the NFL and no kicker has ever punted in the NFL for an extended period of time with any success. It would have been in a pretty large city, third largest in America. <laughs> it was all amazing. But that moment of closure I had on the plane, I texted my agents, my people, and I said, hey, remember when I said that since I didn't get Monday Night Football, I was going to go back to the NFL like I'm Jason fucking Witten? My knee has just told me that is not going to happen. <laughs> my body just had a nice chat with my brain and said, hey, cuzzy, we aren't doing this again. My agent said, well, strap up, buddy. There's about to be a whirlwind. In the last two and a half weeks, we've been making a lot of magic happen. We've been meeting with a lot of people. And the ESPN announcement for Thursday Night Football came within the last like five days in the 11th hour. And I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be more honored and more excited about an opportunity. I am the luckiest man on earth. I said that in the tweet, and I truly mean it. I'm going to try to make the most of this for everybody, but this is not our last announcement. We got some other things cooking for the fall that I think everybody's going to enjoy, and I'm proud to be doing it with my boys here. We're going to try to take over the world and do things the right way, and without you listeners, honestly, I am nothing, we are nothing, and we are so, so thankful. Speaking of being thankful, I'm thankful for our presenting sponsor, SeatGeek. What a transition right there. <laughs> That's a professional transition if I've ever heard one. Today's show is good, by the way. Really good. Mm-hmm. Matt Hasselbeck, who's going to be in the booth with me, who was a former teammate of mine, stops by on a FaceTime and gives us a tour of his office and gives us an hour-long conversation about magic. John Randall gets mentioned. Brett Favre gets mentioned. There's a lot of stories and a lot of future ambitions being talked about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll tell you what, whenever we do this Thursday night football game, I don't want to promote you going to the game too much because you won't be able to hear us. But if you're going to get a ticket to the game, you got to use SeatGeek. Because oh, be SeatGeek scans all the other ticket-buying platforms and make sure you're getting the best value for the best tickets at the best possible time. SeatGeek is looking out for you because they're your friend in the t- ticket mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, right. Mm-hmm. That's what friends do. It's an easy app to maneuver. Navigate. Both words work there. It's just a double tap and bang, you're out the door. Promo code PAT, get $10 off your first order. Promo code MAC, if you get $20 off your first order. Football is all the way back. Go get tickets to a game. Take a friend. Take a loved one. Take a parent. Go alone. Hell, do whatever you need to do. Any football game, any other sporting event, any live event on earth, get your tickets through our friends at SeatGeek because they're the best possible price for you. And right now, use promo code PAT, $10 off your first order. McAfee, $20 off your first order. Ladies and gentlemen, good friend of mine joined us earlier. Hey, how many years did you play in the NFL, just so I get it right? I did the math on Wikipedia, but I think I was wrong. Well, Wikipedia would tell you 17, but the answer is 18. That's why I asked. See that? You know? <laughs> Ladies and, and I've, also, I've also only been struck by lightning one time, not two. <laughs> 
like Wikipedia might tell you. Is that real? Oh, yeah. That's ladies, real. ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is an 18-year NFL veteran, a man whose name is synonymous with the National Football League. His brother, his uncle, his – what the hell just happened? You literally just flipped it upside down. There was no reason for you to do that. I thought I could get my little – how do I get my bo- – oh, Got it. We're good. Sorry. <laughs> he is currently FaceTiming in. He's mastered technology. And this upcoming <laughs> fall, I will be honored to share a booth with him, a teammate of mine, a good man. Ladies and gentlemen, part of the voice of Thursday night ESPN college football, Mr. Matthew. We want the ball and we're going to score Hasselback. <laughs> Congrats, Pat. We're fired up for you. Congrats to you, too, man. I'm so excited and I'm so thankful. I, I I, didn't say this publicly, but I do believe you were a pretty big part of this whole thing coming to be, so I thank you for that. Just one of the many Pat McAfee fans out there. How- you got a lot of fans, man. You got a lot of fans. It's been pretty active today on the internet. I'll tell you what, I described it as a monumental day in our offices, small businesses history was yesterday because we got an atom bomb about us, which is a massive thing. Mr. Shefty broke some news and the people that support our small business are the greatest on earth. Uh, The video and the announcement did pretty well on the ESPN, but this all came to be relatively quickly. I I think people should know that this is like a four day, five day thing that has just kind of got tossed, not tossed together. I mean like ragdoll, but it literally has come together in the last four or five days. That's a true story yeah but but i would say maybe five six who knows could be seven years ago i don't know how long ago you came to me with adam vinatieri and you said hey i got this idea what are we going to do after football and you had an idea for like a little small radio show uh adam matt and pat pat matt and adam matt pat and adam (laughs) and we all thought at the time we thought Adam Venateri would be done playing football before we would be done. Yes. He was like 40 years old. <laughs> yes. But here we are. You and I are now doing stuff like this, and he's still playing football. But you had actually brought it up, and uh, we had talked about it. And so, I mean, you kind of planted the seed, you know? Well, I, I appreciate me getting credit for this, honestly. That, that really <laughs> makes me feel good. Uh, Adam Venateri will kick until the day he dies. I honestly believe that. I think he'll die on a football field. I think there's a chance. Um, but the Matt and Pat thing, I've always been a fan. You were my first guest on my local indie star show here in Indianapolis. I got a chance to do a newspaper show on the internet, which is really good. And the technology was fantastic. And we rented out a bar here called Kilroy's and I would do my show live from there. And my first guest was Matt Hasselbeck. And I remember your reaction like it was yesterday. It was absurd. You were completely mind blown by the entire fucking thing. I was a little surprised that you had a show and that it was so, you know, well attended. I mean, Pat, the re- I actually think I was late to the uh, to the show because yep. I couldn't find a place to park. Not only was Kilroy's parking a uh, lot full, but like all of Broad Ripple was full. But it was fun. You're a really funny guy. Uh, I don't think I was really fully aware of how funny you were. And your story, you know, basically your story as a college kick slash punter. And, you know, coming into the NFL, how you got to the NFL was pretty remarkable. So 
I'm fired up, man. Like I, I think there's a there's a there's a lot of people out there who know you, know your story, know your comedy. I mentioned that Pat McAfee's going to be doing Thursday night football. Their eyes light up, they smile, they giggle, they laugh. They're like, oh, that's going to be epic. <laughs> and then there's other people that are like, hmm, uh, I'm I'm not familiar yet. You know, what should I know? And I don't even know what to say. It's like, <laughs> buckle up, get ready. <laughs> awesome. I think it's going to be a good pairing. Honestly, I do, because I've got a chance to call two games now. I was with AJ Hawk the first game, and he and I knew each other, so he knew me, right? So he knew me. So I could say things to him. He could say things back. With Robert Smith, he had no idea who I was, I don't think, until the day before the thing. And then when we went on air, he's a very nice man, super professional man, but he had no idea what was happening. Like He did not know that I was coming in full speed. You know, knowing me is a very good thing for me because I'm much more comfortable with people that I know because I feel like I can talk to them in the manner that I talk to people, which is obviously a joking manner without them really, you know, taking it too serious. And I think your brain, you're like a rain man for football. I mean, you've been around every single style of offense ever since you were a kid, ball boy for the Patriots. Now you've gotten a chance to really work in every single offense. You've been able to bounce around. Your knowledge of the game, with my, I have pretty good little intelligence of uh, football IQ, but also the whole thing, I think it's going to be, I think we're going to be a tough team to beat. Honestly, I am very excited. <laughs> I, the more and more I think about it, I, I think it's going to be tough to beat. And I think we're going to have a great time on Thursday nights. Well, I'm surprised that you haven't brought up the fact that I was uh, holding your footballs for, you know, field goal. I give you a lot of credit for not taking the low-hanging fruit there. I'm, <laughs> I'm impressed. But I've actually been introducing you to some people as my former backup quarterback. Hey, hey, something nice. to think about because I am – I was there for a while. I actually came up to you whenever we had uh, – who was it? Josh Freeman and uh, little white kid. Ryan Lindley. Ryan Lindley, yeah. Ryan Lindley. Yeah, those two came in for the last. I was doing Andrew Luck had a lacerated kidney, I believe, and uh, you were the emergency quarterback, and you were really a lot closer to playing than you realized. But uh, I think you were ready. I mean, ready. I saw the way that you attacked practice, meeting rooms. Some punters wouldn't have been up for the task. Some non-quarterbacks wouldn't have been up for the task. You were definitely ready to go. I I'm actually bit disappointed you never got the opportunity because I think you would have done pretty well. You see, I think you're misreading the whole scene. I was scared shitless. Do you remember you guys had this plan on the offense? They had this plan. Charlie... Um, Clipboard Jesus came in. Charlie Whitehurst. Charlie Whitehurst came in after Luck got killed. Matt got killed. Charlie Whitehurst comes in. He gets chased out of the pocket so hard he blows his hamstring against the Miami Dolphins. He gets killed. We have no quarterbacks. Literally no quarterbacks on the roster at this point that are healthy. Chuck Pagano on his Tuesday press conference, they ask him how he's going to get through the game, and he goes, we're working out some guys, and we might have a package in for Pat McAfee. And I was watching at home like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> I was literally mind blown. I'm like, no, 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 Chuck. No, no, we've already got three quarterbacks killed. This is the last game of the year. I don't need to be stepping into a death trap here, Chuck. So I see him the next day, nothing. They bring in Josh Freeman and Ryan Lindley, and we're watching the practice, me and Vinatieri. And I'll tell you what, neither of those guys could complete a, com could complete a pass. I mean, Wednesday, Thursday was bad, was it not? It, but, but in fairness to them, they got the win. You know, the coaching staff, they had one guy responsible just for, yep. you know, the two-minute section of the uh, playbook. The yep. other guy was responsible for first and second down, red zone. Do you remember this? Third down. Do you remember this, though? At the end of the first half, you guys subbed in Ryan Lindley because he was doing the two-minute drill. And whenever me and Vinatieri saw Freeman come out, Lindley go in, 
I look at Vinny and I go, oh my God, am I the backup quarterback right now? <laughs> Did Freeman get hurt? So I walked over to you, literally right over to you, and I go, what the fuck's going on? Is, is Freeman hurt? And you go, uh, no, this is the way it's been planned all along. I'm like, well, somebody should have gave the third string guy a fucking heads up. I was just had a heart attack over there. I thought I was very close to getting in the game. I thought you guys pulled Freeman because he was hurt. He just got done playing for like the Long Island... Uh, like uh, ro- yeah, like the roller coasters or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. in like the the WFL, whatever it was, and he comes in, gets a win. I thought I was close to playing, though. I was very scared, and I remember that moment on the sideline where you're like, no, this is playing all along. I'm like, thanks for the heads up. I mean, there's 45 quarterbacks in that quarterback room, and not a single one could leak the information to me. I mean, what do we got going on, Bob? Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this conversation to let you know that all those things that you thought were just collecting dust, you know, the VHS tapes, mm, yeah. the pictures from back in the day, the Polaroids. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, we're never going to see that again. Wrong-o, my friends. Wrong-o. There is a company that takes all your old and adapts them with the new. Mm-hmm. All you do is you go to LegacyBox.com. You get a box. They send you this box. And when it arrives, it says, let's restore our memories together, basically. We did this with old high school highlights of mine from kicking back in the day. And whenever my recruiting film, we put it in the legacy box, we shipped it off to them. Then what came back was a file with all my stuff on it so I could just utilize it in the computer. Boom, video that I thought I'd never see again because it was collecting dust in Tim McAfee's basement. Hello's back in the game through legacy box. Old picture that I would guarantee would get left behind no no not anymore now it's on a file and your friends at legacy box do that for you into right zero oh yeah right now there's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories it's a good line by the way Smart. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. visit legacybox.com today to get started for a limited time they're offering listeners of this show an exclusive discount go to legacybox.com slash america to get 40 percent off your first wow oh, wow I didn't know it was that big of a deal there <laughs> until we read it. Right now, exclusive discount for listeners of this show, LegacyBox.com slash America. LegacyBox.com slash America. Save 40%. Get started preserving your past. It's really cool. It is. That's a beautiful thing. You think? It is a cool yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. You would think that it would be tough for them to do, but bang, that box comes back and your memories are preserved. It's tough for you to do. It's easy for them to do. Yeah, See that? Take advantage mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Todd and I had to travel around the entire city looking for a VCR when we were it putting it. It ain't easy. It is not easy to find a VCR th- just to watch the tape. Yeah. It was my pump pass and kick tape, allegedly. <laughs> my mom recorded the entire game until literally a minute and a half before I was about to be announced. We had to watch the entire VHS in this man's basement because he was the only one we knew with a VCR. Yeah. We went to a pawn shop to get a VCR. It didn't work. Went to this man's basement, watched on his VCR. Didn't have the right footage. Had to. We wasted three hours of our life doing. Almost it. easier to build a time machine, go back and borrow <laughs> yes. someone's to watch it yeah. than it is to find an actual VCR. Now, Legacy Box is looking out for your past so that you can view them in the future. Legacybox.com slash America. Get 40% off right back to the conversation we go. How have you enjoyed life since retiring? Has the media world been exactly how you thought it would be? No, it's not like I thought it would be, but, uh, but it's been good. You know, I, I think... If I could be serious just for a second, Please you know, do. the big thing about playing in the NFL is like you get to be a part of a team and that could be your entire 53 or it could be your quarterback room or it could be just your offense, um, you know, or sometimes it's working with the athletic trainers to get back from an injury or working with the equipment guys to just get everything right. You're working as a team 
And so I think it's the same thing. Like for me at ESPN, I've got my Sunday countdown team. So uh, this past year it was Randy Moss, Charles Woodson, Rex Ryan, Samantha Ponder. Like we came together as a team. It was a new team. This year, just like in football, um, Charles Woodson moved on. He's doing something else. And we've added Teddy Bruschi to our team. So, you know, we're going to this week, actually, we're going somewhere. I don't want to say where, but we're going somewhere down south and we're going to do an axe throwing competition. We're going to go whitewater rafting. We're going to come together as a team. And so that's probably the thing in the media that I've enjoyed the most is like finding people who don't necessarily get the credit. There's a lot of people that aren't seen on camera that are part of the success of a show or a segment or whatever. Agreed. And so it's no different in football, the offensive line. And there's equipment guys. There's, um, you know, there, there's all kinds of people that go into the, the success of a of a player of, a, of an offense. So, I think it's the same thing in TV. It's been kind of fun to get to know those people, the people that are supplying Adam Schefter with some stats or information, or working with uh, Susie Culver on Monday Night Countdown, getting her ready. So it's just, I think it's a, uh, I think that's the part of the business, the part of the job that I've enjoyed the most. Have they? I, I agree, by the way, with everything you're saying. Happy our new Thursday night football team's going somewhere, too. That's awesome that you set that up. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> We're going to Cincinnati, Pat. We're going to Cincinnati. Hey. We're going to have ribs or something on Wednesday night. Hey, Skyline Chili, bro. Go ahead and take her down. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's interesting that you say that about the getting to know your team and all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Whenever you're on the television, it feels like, and now I'm getting into this world, so I'm excited to kind of see how it all goes. Are you being told what you're allowed to say and what you're not allowed to say? Or is it all Matt Hasselbeck being Matt Hasselbeck? No, no. It, it, we're absolutely not told what to say. Now, we do sometimes have a meeting. Oftentimes, we'll have a meeting about what we're going to talk about. Gotcha. You know, I think I can think of a couple times when um, – you know, maybe we'd have a meeting the night before and said, all right, who should the Eagles start tomorrow? Should it be Carson Wentz or Nick Foles? And everyone says, Carson Wentz. And there's like, oh, well, do we really want to all agree? Is it really going to be that good of a segment? And I'll say, all right, I'll take Nick Foles. You know, <laughs> it's, you know like it's, it's one of those situations. Yeah. And then you argue it. Usually it happens most in the playoffs. Like when the playoffs are coming down, um, you're trying to guess who's going to make it there. Is it the, are the Falcons going to run the NFC or the Eagles going to run the NFC? And, and so sometimes, you know, like you might like all like the Cowboys and then like, well, we don't want to all take the Cowboys. And then, you know, Randy or Rex or somebody will be like, all right, you know what? Give me the Eagles. I'm riding with the Eagles for the playoffs. And, and that's sometimes how it goes down. And quite honestly, at that point, we're kind of becoming fans. You're just kind of becoming a fan. This isn't like my go-to team, but I'm going to make them my team for the playoffs. Uh, I think we just got hit by a lightning bolt. <laughs> You've done that before. Our building is potentially on fire. How did you survive that? <laughs> well, I was struck by lightning just once, not twice, uh, contrary to uh, what might be on the internet somewhere. It's actually at uh, Peter LaViolette's wedding. He uh, is currently the head coach of the Nashville Predators. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the time, I think he was just playing for the Providence Bruins, was like a, was an amateur Olympic, U.S. Olympic hockey player. He married a girl I grew up with. And um, 16 of us, I think it was 16 of us, got struck by lightning at their wedding reception. And we all survived. Uh, one of us spent the night in the hospital. It wasn't me. Uh, it was my date. But uh, <laughs> she's okay now. I can, I can 
can let you know. Everything worked out great. I mean, sparks were flying, but it was, it was good. It was, it was a good experience. Um, I hope it doesn't happen again. In fact, my next, that was in 96, my next college football game, we were playing, I think we were playing at Michigan to open the season. And sure enough, we come out at halftime and the, the game was like, had lightning or like reports of lightning and everyone's like, ah, oh, you know, we'll just play through it. And I remember myself being like, yeah, you know, this isn't something to mess with. But yeah, do you get PTSD whenever it's like a bad lightning storm? Like at that Michigan game where you're like, ah, oh, everybody hit the deck. You know, at first I was a little bit like, how do I feel about this? But you know, truthfully, I think like I was kind of losing my hair at that point. You know, it was like power alleys were coming in like this. And I was really stressing out about it. But after I got struck by lightning, I felt like, my hair was growing back. So, like, maybe there's some science to that. So, it, you know, for anybody that's losing their hair, they probably to this. you'll do anything not to lose your hair. It's like, I don't want to go bald. I'll do whatever. So to, if it took getting struck by lightning, now it didn't work. But, you know, at the time, that was one of the things through my mind. I was like, hey, you know, if that's a result of this, I'll take it. Were you ready to retire when you retired? No, I really wasn't. Um, I had gotten so banged up that last year. I was kind of, we, you know, we just went with two quarterbacks that season in Indy, Andrew Luck, myself, and then we just would like bring guys in week to week. And so I probably played when I should have played. I played because oh, there wasn't yeah. really anybody else in the locker room that knew the playbook. The dead Hasselbeck. I completely yeah. forgot about that. Thursday oh, Night Football in Houston, I walk in, there's a dead body on the floor. <laughs> And I like kick it and, it, and he pulls the hoodie back, and it's fucking our starting quarterback. I was like, this guy should not be playing football. We got a game in two hours, Bob. Get up. You had IVs in you, I think. You were the first guy to get the uh, the uh, Ebola from uh, the burritos. Well, it wasn't it wasn't Ebola, and uh, I wasn't the first guy. But I was really sick. I mean, I was in the hospital the entire week. I had a pick line in me. Before the game, I think we took it out before the game. But that was an example of like I definitely shouldn't have been playing in the game. Uh, I, was able, I was able to play in the game. I don't know how it was a miracle, grace of God. It was like uh, an answer to prayer. I mean, I literally, you know, you saw it. Like I, I, I thought I was gonna die. I yeah, mean, so my God. quote at the time was, "I had stuff coming out of the attic and the basement." Because like one of the reporters was like, "So was this like a vomit or was this diarrhea?" Like, what kind of question is that, man? You know, like. It's just, it was a bad place to be. NFL writers. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the game. Man. Was it vomit or diarrhea? What a but anyway, at the end of the season, I was dealing with a lot of stuff. I had had a jaw injury where I took a Whitney Merciless helmet to the chin. Oh. Kind of got my jawbone so much that I lost hearing in my ear for a while. Couldn't chew solid foods for a while. I had separated uh, two ribs made it difficult to like if I was driving a car I couldn't turn left because like of the pain that I would get oh. but yet I was playing in NFL games on Sunday so <laughs> at the end of that season um, my last injury was a shoulder injury at Miami and uh, it, I just probably needed a break and so the opportunity to go to work at ESPN was uh, was there was afforded to me I got the opportunity to join the NFL Sunday countdown show which was Chris Berman a show that I grew up watching um, was just a huge NFL football fan growing up. And so it was a chance to be on that show. I was like, that's a dream come true. I'm going to take it and, uh, you know, hopefully have a better career after football than I had during football. And, uh, and so that's kind of what I've been working at, trying to get better and have fun and educate the viewer, teach them something that they maybe didn't know before they sat down and watched us and also have a lot of fun in the process. 
We just heard a story about a man overcoming some terrible circumstances. Yes. Mm-hmm. When I walked into that locker room and I saw somebody with their hood up like Kenny from South Park, <laughs> <laughs> dead on the floor. I wonder what homeless person broke into our locker room. Turns out it was our starting quarterback. <laughs> I lost my mind. I kicked him, actually. Little I know he had a pick line in him at the time. You can get all the massages and do as many stretches and take as many ice baths as you could possibly please. But if you're not getting a good night's sleep, you're not recovering properly. Sure. Mm-hmm. Our friends at CBDMD, a trusted leader in the CBD industry, understand the importance of sleep, which is why they have a product specifically made for rest and relaxation. A little R&R. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is perfect complement to their full suite of other CBD products that offer long-lasting, high-quality relief throughout the day. CBD PM, wham, specifically formulated tincture that combines melatonin and other sleep-promoting herbs with CBD, which can help your circadian rhythm, also known as... I forgot it already. Cicadia. It's a sleep cycle. Get back on track, allowing you to get a high-quality sleep consistently. Take 30 minutes before bedtime, and you're out like a light. Out. Like, like a light. Like a light. It is very good. And then you can complement that with the CBD gummies, which are deliciously CBD-infused gummies that come in a 30-count of four mixed flavors, tropical mixed berry, strawberry, and orange. Take about an hour before bed to help you relax and unwind. CBD oil tinctures, similar to CBD PM without the melatonin and other herbs. Tinctures are the most versatile and personalized way to take CBD. They come in three great flavors, mint, berry, and orange, as well as natural, unflavored version. It can be dropped under your tongue for a quick, easy application of CBD, or it can be added to nearly anything from coffee to your post-workout shake, giving you a complete control over your cbd experience whether you're recovering from a hard day a long night or a tough workout cbdmd is dedicated to keeping you at the top of your game mr hasselbeck adding tinctures gummies and cbd pm to your regular routine is the best way to sleep naturally wake refreshed and take advantage of all that cbdmd has to offer with their upcoming fall schedule i'm gonna be living off of cbdmd and i can't wait for it promo code is mcafee for 20 percent off cbdmd take care of yourself with some CBD. MD. MD. Yeah, that sounds right. That felt yeah. good. That's real good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hasselbeck had to sleep at the hospital all those days because mm-hmm. of that Ebola thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He would have slept much sounder if he would have tried to CBD, MD, PM. True. Amen. I use it every night. It's the best. I'm going to need it this fall. Going to need all the sleep I can get. Going to up the dosage. But hey, nobody falls at the top of the mountain. Got to climb your way up there. And once you get to the top, your climb has only begun. It's true. That's what they say. People forget. But when you get up there, you need to sleep well. CBDMD, promo code McAfee, 20% off. 18 years in the NFL as a quarterback, Matt, is an insane career. So saying that you're going to have a better post-career than he had an actual career is an insane thought, but I respect (laughs) and appreciate it, and hopefully I'll be a part of it here with the Thursday night thing. Have you called a lot of games? I I feel like whenever we were playing, you got a chance to go call some games during our bye weeks, and then I I think you were giving it a go there. I think you did the Pro Bowl a couple years ago. Have you called a lot of games, and what is your style? You know, I've not called a lot of games, but I have called some games. I called my first game for Fox uh, when I was still playing. So I was still playing. I did a game with Chris Myers, with Rondé Barber uh, in Arizona. I called the the Arizona Cardinals versus what was then the St. Louis Rams. It was a game where Carson Palmer tore his ACL. It was a lot of fun. Like I had a blast and I did it without calling the game meetings and that kind of thing. Calling the game was a blast. 
Yeah, you, not 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 Carson. <laughs> yeah, jeez, oh, just the time there. It came right after that. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, it's um, right. it was really fun. It was a lot of fun. It felt kind of funny after the game. I was going home and I didn't win or lose the game. But I talked to uh, like for those of you who play who've ever played in um, Arizona. One of the great things about playing in Arizona is after the game, you share a lot, a parking lot with the home team. And so when I was in Seattle, we'd always play there and you'd kind of you'd go hit up a tailgate and go grab a beer from like Russ Grimm, the Cardinals offensive line coach, or go have a beer with Ken Wisenhunt, like before you jump on the bus and go home or something like that, go have a, a burger or something. Well, that obvious, that tradition kept going with Bruce Arians. And so I think, I think if I remember correctly, I saw Bruce Arians in the parking lot after that game. We had a quick little chat before I headed out. And it was just like a great, it was a great experience, you know, and there's not a lot of NFL football games that I've been a part of where I, you know, where I felt great about the game. And then I also got to leave feeling a hundred percent healthy. And so this was one of those situations where yep. I was like, okay, I could get used to this. And it was a lot of fun. And it was a good game. So I've done that. I've called two college football games, Thursday night games, called it with my brother, Dave Fleming, Laura Rutledge. That was a ton of fun. And um, last year I was able to call, I think it was last year, the year before I called the bowl with uh, Sean McDonough. So I've done, I've done some things, but this is uh, the college football atmosphere is different than the NFL atmosphere in that it's an event. When ESPN, national TV, college football comes to your campus, it's an event. People yeah, are tailgating. People are getting ready. It's, uh, it's the thing of the night. That's, what, that's one of the things that it's, excites me so much about this. Yeah, shut down the school. We're coming to town. That's what I'm pushing. I'm pu- all, all, all classes at night are canceled. canceled. There's no class tonight. See you later. Matt, Pat, Adam, Thursday Night Football, Molly McGrath are in town. Shut the town down. <laughs> That's what I'm pushing for hard. I'm pushing for that hard, Matt. What's your style in there? Are you super serious? Are you are you like, hey, this is brain surgery in here? Hey, you know me, bro. You know me. Am yeah. I ever super serious? Bro, you're a quarterback, though. Quarterbacks are expected <laughs> to be super serious in there. Do I ever really? I mean, I could go, hey, we're going to go, uh, let's go uh, red, left, swap, tight, close, Z, right, sprint, right, corner, you, you know, sprint, right, G, U, corner, halfback, flat. We could go that way, but there's just no reason to do that. There's no reason to do that. Plus, I know you. I don't know if anybody <laughs> – could be serious with you in the room. Excuse me. <laughs> that is not a compliment. I've been told by execs that that is not a compliment. When I walked in to do that Packers game, I've told the story a couple times on here, and we had the pre-production meeting with the team. We're in the Green Bay Packers like uh, press area. It's like a, in the stadium in Lambeau there. And there's one little door in the corner that the players and coaches walk through, and we were kind of set up scattered in there. As soon as all the coaches opened the door and Aaron and the other players, as soon as they opened the door and saw me, they just started laughing. This was week 17, no playoffs on the line, everybody injured. They just opened the door and started laughing as soon as they saw me and they sat down. And I was like, well, fuck, I'll just ask the first question and boys, I mean, that's what we're here for. So then I kept it moving. And I think one of the executives said that uh, he said that he's never seen one of those meetings as loose and he's not sure if anybody can take it serious. And I'm like, well, I don't know if that's a good thing. And I was not offered a job by that company. <laughs> so I'm assuming that wasn't a great thing. I'm happy ESPN took a shot on it. I'm happy they took a shot on it. It's a risk. It's a risk. <laughs> I, I will say there might have been someone who said to me, because maybe I was lobbying a little bit for you. Just I heard you were, and, by the way. You're the man. And uh, I think someone said, like, you're in charge of him. 
or like, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it reminded me of this. I have three kids and uh, when, when I leave them with like a babysitter, when I would leave them with a babysitter, I would say to the oldest child, I'd be like, hey, you're in charge of them. And that's kind of what I felt like. You like, vouched for him. Hey, you know, that guy, he's yours. I do that with Val, our pit bull Sharpay. <laughs> Sam and I, whenever we leave the house, we look at Val. We go, hey, you're in charge. And we leave. <laughs> so she's in charge of four cats, another dog, a mouse, and a, plant, uh, a, a family of deer that live outside. So I understand exactly. I'm happy that you're the Val and I'm the other animals in the house in the ESPN executive's eye that looks you right in the eyes. I, I'm, I'm curious about your style, though. Like, what are, what are we expecting? What should I expect? So that's an interesting thing. Like, are you going to want to cover, like, you know, typically TV people, when it's a punt, they're getting ready to go to commercial. Yeah. But you, I've heard you say many times, the punt's the most exciting play in all of football. I've also heard and you I say that. And I actually can agree now that I know, you know, now that you've kind of, ex- you know, explained some of what goes on, the strategy of a punt, all that stuff. Yeah, you got to watch greatness very close. I mean, that's the type of thing that really can change things. I mean, if something awesome happens in the punting game, I'm going to want to let people know that field position matters. I think that is something I'm going to want to know. And I feel like I know a lot, not only about punters, but returners and special teams in general, kicking, holding, all of them. And I can even long snap if you need me. So I feel like I know fourth downs pretty well. But I think people are getting the – not people, because I think my people uh, rock with me a lot, but people who don't know me, they see the clips that we put on the internet. And the clips that we put on the internet, like me yelling at my phone, like I very much know I can't do that on TV, but that works on the internet, right? Or the clip of the Prater touchdown, like that's just one play that happened in a 31 nothing blowout in Lambeau, right? So I feel like a lot of people who maybe don't know me just think that all times are going to be go, go, go. But the go, go, go doesn't work as well if there isn't some times that are down, down, down. You know what I mean? Because the, the sun is brightest after the darkest dawn. You can't always be up or people are just never going to fall you got to let him come down before you can bring him back up and i think that's going to be my style <laughs> I'll, I'll, i will I, I feel like i have a pretty good football iq i feel like i'll get some good stuff out of you but boy if there's some excitement happening i'm gonna feel it i'm gonna ride with the teams yeah. that are having a good time let's let's talk college football what what were the best college football stadiums you played in or what's a great college football atmosphere that you experienced as a college player so when i was at west virginia we we're the big east and yeah, I was I was at Boston College in the Big East. There we go. Hey, and rest, that was a tough game, West Virginia. Rest in peace to the Big East, by the way. We, we had a good run back there, I feel like, basketball and football for a while. And then big money kind of eliminated Big East. I thought Big East could get big money, though. I mean, why, why couldn't Big East keep up with the big boys? What happened? That's we lost a- Miami. We lost yeah, Miami. We lost Virginia Tech. That that was the end of the football Big East. Yeah, but why why deal. did they lose Miami and Virginia Tech though? That's what I'm saying. Like, why a- did that happen? ACC paid them more. That's what I'm saying exactly. though. My entire yeah. thing is why didn't the Big East just go ahead? The Big East was everything. Anyways, <laughs> when I played at West Virginia, we were a pretty good team. Okay, so everywhere we went, it was like the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was like, you know what I mean. And Rich Rod actually had an entire pregame speech. We were playing USF, the Bulls, and they got good whenever we were kind of juniors and seniors. They got fast. And the only thing that could really hurt our spread offense was if you could get penetration with speed on our offensive line, right? So USF knew that, and they got fast. So all of a sudden, we're playing down in Tampa, and they had an entire – oh, fuck, what was the song? There was a song. Party like a rock. 
Party like a rock star party. That song was massive. So we played them on a Thursday night. That guy had a concert outside the stadium before the day. It was it was a massive setup for this entire game. In Richrod the night before, he goes, uh, he goes. they want to have primetime television. They want to have a, a concert outside. They want to fill this place up. Well, it's only because West Virginia arrived, and they think they can keep up with us. And he pulled out a New York Yankees hat, and he said, not yet. Right? <laughs> So we all we all wore Yankees hats into the game. We lost. <laughs> they did arrive. They did arrive. And that was the last time I ever saw Rich Rod do anything like that. It was like, normally Rich Rod was like, ah, oh, you guys are going to get your asses kicked if you do this, this, this. It was the first time where he like went on the other side. And he was like, these motherfuckers think they can play with you? Not yet. And got, got Yankees hats. It was like, all right, Rich, like we're going to do this thing. And then we lost. And... Uh, <laughs> But that environment was electric. That was an. We get to go. I think we go back to South Florida this year. USF. I don't know how they are now. I mean, I'm gonna start have to do some real research here on college football. <laughs> Dig sent me over a 300 page, uh, in depth college football preview. Preview, basically. I'm gonna read that tonight. Going into tomorrow, I feel like I'm gonna know. Here you go. Right here, there right. it is. Hey, that might be it. <laughs> oh, that's Phil Stills, 12.99, right there. I bought that one too. Hey, uh, we got West Virginia this year too. That's big. Halloween, bro. Halloween. There's going to be that's going to be a night down there. I think it's in Baylor though. Yeah, it's in Baylor, but we got a game in Pittsburgh also. I'm excited for that. Can't it's wait. It's a good I mean, it's a good lineup. It's a good schedule. I think there's probably people that are, you know, who will look at the games and say, "Oh, there might be a bigger game somewhere." I think this is a fun game. I think this is there's a lot of instant offense. There's a lot of creativity. Um, I've yeah. been a fan of the college football Thursday night package anyway. It's like, you know, there's like 100 points scored in some of these games. So I'm, I'm excited about it. I've not been to all of these stadiums, all of these cities, played in a lot of stadiums, but um, not all of these places. So, you know, Tulane came down there. It should be, I mean, it should be kind of fun. I think it should be it's really Oklahoma? New Orleans. New Orleans. Really? Tulane is Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're thinking of Tulsa. There it is. <laughs> similar. Very similar. Those are very, very. Tulane is in New Orleans. We're oh, going to yeah, be yeah. down in New Orleans. They're called the Wave, aren't they? Green Wave, yeah. Green Wave. Of course they are. <laughs> I got that 300 page book, bro. Don't you guys worry. Not I'm going to know. Hey, every- how about this, though? Our first game, we got UCLA at Cincinnati in Cincinnati. My parents are from Cincinnati. I got cousins in Cincinnati. But here's the deal. The punter for UCLA, an Australian punter dude, he was at Maryland last year, was all ACC punter. He punts lefty, punts righty, probably your age. Um, There's going to be some good stuff. The Australians are starting to dominate the college punting world. Some of them are like 55 years old, too, but they are studs. They're taking over the brand. You better watch it. There might be a new brand. Hey, I'm cool with the blokes down there, man. I am cool. I am cool. As long as you bomb balls, you're cool with me, man. That's all I care about. Somebody from Australia called me a coward, though. I almost was completely out on the entire island, but I just muted the guy. I'll never see him again. I'm back on board. With uh, down under, Donner. Um, what game are uh, what game are you looking forward to most? You know, we got. Well, Mississippi- I'm always, I mean, it's always the first game. You know. Um, oh, what a with, hilarious um, line there! That's the quarterback in him. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the next yeah, game, you know, Pat. It's the next. It game. It is a little bit, but it's hard. It's hard to look past it. So I was just out in L.A. 
had dinner, uh, was at a thing with Chip Kelly. He's a UNH guy. He's a New Hampshire guy. He's a New England guy. Chip Kelly, I worked with him at ESPN last year. He did college football. I did pro football. We kind of shared a green room and we're like, you know, two ships passing in the night, but we got to say hello and um, kind of rooting for him. I committed to UCLA out of high school before Tom Coughlin got me to change my mind to go to Boston College. And uh, Luke Fickle, I don't know if you, if, if people don't know about Luke Fickle, Luke Fickle at Cincinnati is an awesome coach. I had a coach tell me that Luke Fickle's the, the you know, the, the best football coach he's ever been around. And he's, this guy's been around Hall of Fame guys. So I think Luke Fickle, he's got a strong team. Cincinnati should be hopping, you know, Thursday night football to open the season. So I don't know. I'm fired up about that game. It's a little bit of a homecoming, and it's the first game. It means kicking off the season for us. So I knew exactly. I, I felt the same exact way you said about all those things, all, the, all that stuff. I, my resources, my <laughs> sources said Luke Fickle, damn good football coach. <laughs> damn good football coach. Chip Kelly, same thing. UCLA information for sure. I mean, I'm – I'm ready to go to that Cincinnati. You know, we do have – there's actually one night where the game is not on a Thursday night this year. What? One night we got to do a Friday night. Yeah, it's like a competitive advantage thing. So in the NFL, you know how if like one team has a bye week before a big game, the other team doesn't. Like the team basically you're just screwed. In college, there's a little more leeway. So I think it was – it's North Carolina. So it's UNC. Mac Brown's back. Mac is back in Chapel Hill. Versus Wake. So that's going to be Friday, I think it's September 13th. And that's because of, you know, what happened before and what's happening <laughs> after. So so it's an equal playing field for both teams. Well, Friday Night Lights, bro. I'm ready to bring yeah, the show. So what we could do, you're up for one Friday, right? Well, they're calling me Mr. Thursday Night already, but if you bring me over, <laughs> if you bring me over Friday night, I mean, I'll, I'll try to see what I can do. Uh, the boys here are all big fans. They, uh, some have some questions for you, if that's okay. Sure. All right. Matt, you already referenced to going out the uh, night before the game for some dinner and stuff like that. I don't know if you yeah. realize, Pat puts out a podcast every Thursday. So you, he records on Wednesday. So I think you might just be a new member of the podcast, and I don't know if dinner's happening for you. But Welcome to the team, bro. <laughs> hey. Well, you know, Adam Amin, who I've worked with a lot, you know, I've just kind of been a, a, a fan of watching him. He's on everything. I mean, he calls everything. The last thing I saw him call, I think, was the hot dog eating contest, and he did an amazing job. So he sends me a text and he's like, Hey, I'm looking forward to dinners Wednesday night. You know, like, do you have any preferences? Like anything you don't want to eat, anything you're allergic to? And I'm like, nah, man, like I'm let's go. And he was like, all right, this is going to be epic. So I, I'm kind of the food guy. Like when we would go out quarterback dinners the night before games, I'd be the guy to pick the restaurant. I put a lot of effort into that. I really respect that Adam's like that too. I'm, I'm fired up to kind of hit up the best restaurants on the road in all the cities that we get to go to, you know, the, the, go to, you know, the spots you can't miss if you're in that city. I can't wait for you guys to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Another, uh, another one. Uh, Matt, you referenced uh, college football being an event and the atmosphere and how it's different from the NFL. What was the best college atmosphere that you played in? Like best stadium, venue, city, anything like that? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you the loudest stadium for me, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. I mean, I played it at Michigan. West Virginia was great. Syracuse, when they were humming with Donovan McNabb and that crew in the dome, played in some great stadiums. But Virginia Tech, they do this thing where they take their car keys out and they like jingle their keys in like whatever that frequency or whatever. That place is loud. 
played there many times. I think on Thursday. Night. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> West Virginia does it too. I think the, I don't know who who started, but yeah. Listen yeah. though, West Virginia when we were coming out, Pat, I probably told you this story. When we were run out of the tunnel when I was there. West Virginia had this prank that they would pull on us where they would drop fake twenty dollar bills. <laughs> as you were running out of the tunnel. And so we're all running and inevitably, guys, stop. You know, you're college kids, you don't have any money. Coaches are stopping, shoot, everybody's stopping and we're all piling up, just like killed our mojo. And so in Morgantown, it was definitely a thing that they just, they had our number, man. Well, that, that was most one of the things. Most people say batteries at West Virginia. So I was excited to hear Monopoly money for sure. Well, wait till you do Ole Miss and Mississippi State and you have the fucking cowbells. Those things are loud. Those things are yeah. loud. I got a chance to play down there uh, in college, obviously. That's a Thanksgiving Day game for us. Oh, those cowbells are going to be roaring. <laughs> Rich Rod, all week, man. All week. Speakers all the way up. Cowbell. all. So not only do we have to deal with it one day, we got to get our eardrums blown out for five straight days. It's going to be louder than this on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> they say it's piercing, he used to say. And then we didn't win by enough, and he got mad at us afterwards. It was wild. That guy was – we get to I, – I hopefully will get a chance to talk to him this year. I have not talked to him since I played for him. Now he's offense coordinator for one of those Mississippi schools. I can't wait to talk to him. I could guess what the plays are going to be, by the way. I'll be Tony Romo in that entire offense. I'm like, oh, here we go. This looks like a pitch for sure. Bubble screen, touchdown. Uh, Zito, I can't wait to hear this. Uh, Mr. Hasselbeck, if you could jump in a uh, time machine, and um, <laughs> what is one uh, little piece of advice you would give yourself as oh. a young child? Oh, young oh, Matt. Oh. Talk young to Matt, young yeah. Matt before mm. the lightning strike. Probably just be yourself instead of trying to be somebody else. Like, you know – different parts of my football career or really anything you know you're a freshman in college you're trying to be like the starter who's a fifth year senior because he's the starter or whatever but like that's just a that's not an authentic version of what you are same i get to the nfl brett Favre's the starter in green bay you know don't try to be like brett Favre. just try to be the best version of you same thing on tv i think the biggest thing like probably the biggest struggle with TV is not trying to be a TV person, talk like a TV person, dress like a TV person, just be yourself. Like just absolutely be yourself. Now, Pat, you might be more like a TV person. So uh, I was about to better. say, we got this little thing I got to go to and it sounded like I, I've been sweating my attire for this, this two day trip. This is my first impression with ESPN. I, I'm sweating this. And now you're but, like, but, uh, be yourself. Really, I'm like, wait a minute. I think just being yourself and like even for you, if that means, you know, wearing a cutoff tank top and under a sport coat, like whatever, like that's what it means. Like it's all good. If you want to wear jorts or shorts to show off the, you know, the quads, like go for it, man. Like I, that's kind of, I think that's probably the advice I would give myself. And, and it can't fire me right now. I mean, there's too much. There's too much pub right now for them to fire me day one. Thank you for that. That felt good. I can't wait to see what I put together now. I got my lady out shopping right now. That's the type of situation that happens anytime I have to dress up. What stores, like where does she shop for you for on-air content? I'm pretty sure we stopped J.C. Penney's first stop. <laughs> yeah. J.C. Penney's probably first stop. And then you probably go over Nordstrom if you really got to clean it up, you know, because they got, they got good pants that fit the legs that make me look professional. But this is every time I got to be on TV, Sam has to do this because I ruin everything else. I'll wear it one but time. But what are your sizes? I, I and I'll know just, your size. What's your pant size? Like, because you're you're not a you're an athletic build. Yeah, thirty eight, thirty two. Interesting. 
And is it 38 because your waist is a 38, or is it 38 because your quads are real Quads, big? yeah, it's the quads. That's why everybody's like, oh, wear tighter pants next time. It's like every pair of pants is tight pants. <laughs> I, I, it's been like this since I'm like 14 years old, too. So I'm sorry you hate it, but uh, I hate it, too. <laughs> uh, I would like to be able to breathe a little bit downtown. You know, my thighs have touched since I'm nine years old. What do you want from me? <laughs> Jeez, get off of my ass. But anyways, I'll wear stuff, and then I just throw it in the corner. Like, oh, I'm never going to have to wear that suit again. And then I have to get it like two days before I have to do something. And it's like, well, can't wear that. It's literally crimpled in a ball over there. So every single time, it's the same mistake over and over again. I think I'm going to buy a, um, I think I'm going to get a thing of uh, nice clothes, though, because uh, I'm going to have to. A wardrobe? Mm -hmm. Yep, there it is. But one of those closet, <laughs> like, uh, it's going like to be a like closet? a traveling closet. Like uh, hangers? Oh, wardrobe? Uh, it's like uh, a trunk. A garment bag? I got a garment bag. Don't okay. you? An armoire. <laughs> I got an, an armoire. I don't know if I have an armoire. It's it's actually called a wardrobe. Yeah. What you're describing? Yeah. Huh? That's, it's a called a wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. But I want it, I want it to be like visible, like yep. in the movies, yeah, yeah. where yeah. you walk in, like, oh, take that one. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> have them hanging up there. Maybe they're all cleaned. I don't know how that we're gonna keep that. But yeah, I got to do that now. For you know, they fall. have dry cleaners that'll come to your house. Excuse that, me? I don't know if they have them where you live. Um, you're kind of you're probably out there pretty far. But they have like, dry cleaning services. Whoa. You know, you like you order a pizza. Indianapolis you know, is like America. They, they deliver to your. I live like, in America. Live in I live in America. <laughs> Indianapolis is America, and this is where I live. Okay. <laughs> what are you implying there? Well, I'm just saying, like, just like ordering a pizza, you don't have to go get the pizza. There are like uh, dry cleaning services that are like pick up at your house on like Tuesday night and Friday night or something like that. I can DoorDash dry clean. Yeah, wow. it's a thing. I'll tell you what, this office is very sick of DoorDash people not going all the way to the door. There's been almost three wars at this office oh, right yeah. in front. Tim McAfee's leading the charge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tim McAfee is not. If they don't come to the door, Tim McAfee refuses to get his food. He'll have them sit out there in a car. All day if he has to. Zito, too. Oh, Zito's yeah. waged war on people. Zito's trying to get DoorDash shut down because they won't come <laughs> to the door. So let's hope the dry cleaners come all the way to the door. How many suits I do like you have? It. You have a tailor. You, know what? you have a tailor. I can already tell you. I had a tailor in Indianapolis, actually. Uh, it was Adam Venetieri's uh, tailor. He's very good. Yeah. Never heard of him. That's yeah. Weird. Yeah, Andrew Porter. Andrew Porter. Oh, very, very good. I ordered yeah. some stuff from Andrew Porter. Yeah, he's he's great. He's great, man. I think I paid him, too. I never got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's not cheap. It's not cheap, but it's very good. I just you never... mean Adam Vinatieri. You would admit Adam Vinatieri, one of the best-dressed guys on that team. Oh, yeah. He's, sure. He started wearing like bracelets and stuff, too. He's moving yeah. all into the best dress. He's got dress. the hat. He's got the three-piece. Oh, he's yeah. got like, the... The little like uh, pocket watch that goes with it. Yeah, he's, he doesn't mess around. Yeezy shoes, Gucci shoes. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not sure about the brand on the shoes, but. Um, <laughs> I'm certain you know. of it. I saw him in Gucci <laughs> flip flops the other day. You got to take care of the money makers, you know? Vinny's the best, dude. He really is the best. I mean, you, you are as well. Uh, Todd McComas has a question for you. First of all, congratulations to both of you guys. Hey, it's a big you. honor. Thank you. The real winner are the college football fans for sure. But also like you guys it. win. And I just wanted to look at it this way for a second. Like I assume that the best guys in the booth are, are the best because they're both analysts and entertainers. So it seems like if you look at this particular booth as kind of a Frankenstein's project, they created the perfect monster <laughs> because they brought in Mr. Entertainment and Mr. X's and O's. You're a guy with 
one of the most knowledgeable exes and those guys who are also funny, and Matt, the funniest guy that come out of the league who's also knowledgeable on football, and Pat, is there any thought that you guys, this is like the most perfect situation for each of you because once you leave, maybe you leave with skills from each other oh. that you didn't have before. Look at that. You hear what he just said? Yeah, you know, Pat and I have actually talked about that a little bit. I think when we were teammates one year, you said, Pat, hey, like, would you mind in the offseason, like, teaching me about the football, uh, football, defenses, coverage, how you read coverage, what, see things through the quarterback's lens, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And, uh, but I think the thing that people probably don't know, it would be easy to categorize Pat as like just a funny guy or like just a punter. But he, he really is way more than that. Like Pat uh. knows football. <laughs> Pat would sit in on quarterback meetings. He would sit in on uh, other position meetings. Mm-hmm. He would, I mean, he's been coached by some of the best coaches. He's been teammates with some of the game's best players of all time. He's played against some of the best players. He could tell you this what it's awesome. like to tackle Devin Hester or awesome. Antonio Brown or maybe try to um, like he's got football experiences <laughs> right? that football players don't have and that football coaches don't have. And so I, I think, I think Pat's, Pat's going to surprise some people with his football knowledge. He's more than just a pretty face. No doubt. And then guy. conversely, do you feel like you're going to develop a, some comedy chops of your own? It's going to be, your timing's going to be up. Hey, when you leave there, you're just a little bit funnier than you were when you first arrived. Matt, I am going to set you up for some incredible moments. I want you to know that. There's going to be moments for you to really, and I don't want to say bury me, but there will be moments for you to really, and I'm excited for you to seize those opportunities. I'm excited yeah, for it. Well, yeah, I mean, that that's, I'm looking forward to it, Pat. I don't think we need to over oversell it. You're going to be, it's well, going to be fun. We do. Here's what I think. Here's what I know. I know our game sometimes will start an hour earlier than the NFL game. Let's go! (laughs) I know the NFL game that's going to be on, it'll be a blowout. Or maybe people have money on the college game. Or maybe they just have commercials and they want to flip over to our game and then it'll be so entertaining, they'll forget flip back to the NFL game. Whatever the reason, whatever you're on Thursday night football (laughs) watching the college game, whatever the reason, we're glad to have you. Pat's going to make it fun. Adam's going to make it fun. Um, Molly McGrath is an awesome sideline uh, reporter. She's from my alma mater, BC, Boston College. She's been doing it a long time. She knows what she's doing. I think it's going to be a great team. It's going to be a great year in college football, and we'll screw up. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to say stupid things. We're going to say things and regret that we said them. (laughs) I do that every day, (laughs) every single day. Pat, I'm sure you do it too. Nope. (laughs) Nope. But it's going to be, you know what? It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I've met our director. I've met our producer. Our producer, he calls me. He's, he produced Wimbledon. So if anybody oh. that watched Wimbledon this year, oh. he produced Wimbledon. It's done very well. And he's, <laughs> I call him, and I'm like, oh, man, you know, what's up? We talked for like 45 minutes. I'm like, so uh, where are you at? He's like, oh, I'm over in London right now. I'm like, dude, am I getting billed for a 45-minute <laughs> call to London <laughs> Just now telling me, but it's a great crew. It's a great crew, and um, I think it'll be really fun. Well, I get tickets to Wimbledon next year. <laughs> yeah, if you want to go, I think there's a dress code. You got to be an all white. Uh-huh. Hey, I'm ready for the all white party for sure. I'll, I'll come in. Yeah, I got some nice pair of white jorts I could wear. Hey, I I got some Dago shoes for you could wear. Ooh. Hey, now we're talking. Put the Gucci's on or maybe Ferragamos. <laughs> Let those things rock the whites. I fit right in with Wimbledon. I'll get some big glasses on, sunglasses. They all wear the sunglasses, 
And then I, I'm going to be the first to clap. And then I'll stop. I know the timing. I know there's a timing of a clap. Yeah, I'm excited for to go to Wimbledon. That's better than anything mm-hmm. we could have possibly done on call th- Thursday Night Football, I think. Bonus. Bonus. Get to go to Wimbledon. <laughs> Todd, to your point, these two? Uh-huh. Iron sharpens iron. Oh, that's what oh. I'm thinking. See, that's Is what that I see in my mind. Pat, first Bible verse re- reference, Proverbs 27, 17. Well done, guys. Good job. How about this? <laughs> Book of Noah, page three. Um, <laughs> he said... <laughs> I need to build big boat. <laughs> Good try. <laughs> we'll get we'll get you there, Pat. Hey, in Cincinnati, there is an actual Noah's Ark, by the way, and he's my guy. It's going to be hey, tough. I got I got to tell I got to tell a story. So, in NFL locker rooms, uh, you always say a prayer before and after the game, okay? <laughs> and uh, one time, Pat and I were teammates, and we're getting ready. To, like everyone takes a knee, you say a prayer. One guy doesn't take his hat off in the prayer, and like there's a bunch of people like on the team in the locker room like hey take your hat off take your hat off take your hat off before we pray and pat's standing there in the back you know probably observing everything i'm not sure what you were doing but pat goes hold on if whoever we're praying to can't hear our prayer because that dude's got a hat on y'all are praying to the wrong dude <laughs> it's like one of my all-time favorite quotes in my entire NFL career. Uh, awesome, I say, I say it a lot for planes. Like when they tell me to turn my phone off, I'm like, if this plane's gonna go down because of this phone, I don't want to be on this plane to begin with. <laughs> it's a sad. Uh, God bless you, Matt. Honestly. Fair point. Fair point. God bless you, uh, Ty Schmidt. You got anything? Yeah, as a Packers fan, I have to ask: uh, Do you think you'll ever live down the "We want the ball and we're going to score"? And if not, how much shit do you still get from it? I, I, I'm totally 100% cool with it. It's, uh, it's our first playoff game when I was in Seattle. Those were my best friends in the, you know in Green Bay. Those guys that I was playing with. I was talking trash to my buddy, Ryan Longwell. Part of the reason why I wore number eight in Seattle is because he was my kicker. I was the holder. He was number eight. He was a good friend. And uh, I, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to, can I move with you guys right here? Yeah, yeah, I let's got a go. little like Packers shrine down YouTube here. YouTube special. My, uh, just like a little, where, can you guys see here? So Ooh. it was a good time with the Packers. This is my first quarterback crew right here. This is Andy Reid. I got Doug Peterson, Rick Meyer, Brett Favre. That's me, the kid here. I had a broken nose in that picture there. <laughs> Moving on, we had Mike McCarthy. We had uh, Aaron Brooks. Oh, Aaron Brooks. Uh, Danny Werfel. Where am I going here? Can you guys see this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Daryl Bevel. For those Favre. listening. My hair before the lightning. <laughs> so, I so, mean, it, you know what? The lesson was playing with Brett Favre was part of the lesson was like, you got to have fun and you got to cut it loose. We had played them earlier in the year. And I didn't cut it loose. Everyone told me, hey, control your emotions. You're playing your old team. I controlled my emotions, and I played, like, very average. So we went into that game, and it was like, you know what? Cut it loose. I had seen teams go into Lambeau, get nervous, mystique, Lambeau field, cold weather. The message to our team, the message from Mike Holmgren, the message from John Randall, our defensive captain, who was an awesome guy, really fun. You should have him on sometime, was cut it loose, believe in yourselves, Let's go in there and just have fun, and that's what we did. And you know that one didn't out, but trust me, I, I've I talked a lot of trash and a lot of games, and that just happens to be the one that uh, got picked up and also didn't work out. I enjoy trash talk, by the way. That's the way. It's the competitive nature. That's what you're supposed to do. I like that you know, line. I saw recently on Michael Strahan's Instagram. Michael Strahan had a post the other day on his Instagram. Him mic'd up talking smack against the Philadelphia Eagles, and it was like. I had to watch it twice because I was like, 
wait, what's, what's the point? And then I realized, I was like, oh gosh, when you watch an NFL game, like you don't get to hear that stuff. Yeah. Ever. Like you just think that, I don't know what you think, but the, that's what it sounds like. Like, so if you want to know what an NFL game is like for real, listen to Michael Strahan's recent Instagram post. And it's just like, yeah, all day long. And now there's some guys, they talk all day long. Like Walter Jones, my left tackle in Seattle, he didn't like to talk. He didn't like to hear people talk. He would come up to me and he'd be like, hey, could you please not talk smack to anybody today? Because I don't want to hear that guy talk all day. <laughs> I was like, all right, fine. Deal. You know. I love that, though. I, I think more people should know that because uh, we live in a world now where you can't say anything to anybody. You know, it's mm -hmm. not expected. But, I mean, in between the lines, it's a whole different world in there. That's why you can watch entire lacrosse teams start swinging on each other and nobody's arrested for assault. <laughs> it's like in the competitive world, there's just things that happen that are all fun. Now, granted, there's people that cross the line. Those people should not do that, just like people in real life cross the line. I enjoy friendly banter, though. I absolutely love it. I mean, it's kind of my – it's literally my thing, I think. I, I think friendly banter is my thing. Well, earlier in that game, that Green Bay game, I think we played them so many times in the winter and in the cold, and I think maybe even in the playoffs. But uh, earlier in that game, and it might have been the coin toss, it might not have been, I go up to Brett Favre. Brett Favre's a friend. He's a great guy. He's a mentor, all this. And maybe I've told you this story before. I don't know. But he said, hey, did you hear? I had a winter hat on. He goes, hey, did you hear what happened last night in Milwaukee? And I'm like, what? And he pulls the hat down over my eyes. He's like, the lights went out. <laughs> like, literally, sixth grade. But that was just kind of the, I would say, a little bit the vibe of that game. Brett too. Favre. It was friends playing against friends That's in the right. backyard. It was a lot of fun. That's awesome. You're a hell of a quarterback, man. You're a hell of, you're a hell of a quarterback, and I mean that. Now, granted, you you what was that movie like Rookie of the Year or whatever, where that one particular baseball player had like the snake and the voodoo snake in the locker? Oh, Major League, yeah. Major League, mm -hmm. right? Serrano. Hasselbeck was kind of like that. This dude oh. showed up with these tights on his ankles, the for the the high, the three quarter length tights on his legs during off season workouts. He had this wristband on that had like copper in it, so it bounced no. out his soul. <laughs> I, I remember why. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> why are you dressed the way you're dressed? He's like, ah, oh, the body's getting old, man. Got to take care of it. I'm I like, had I compression socks. Listen, compression socks. I had a guy out in uh, California telling me, he's like, listen, you know, all you football players. Get in the cold tub. This is like a CrossFit guy. Actually, Supple Leopard, Kelly Starrett. Look him up, K-Star. He had told me, hey, listen, Jeez. instead of the cold tub, you should try compression sock, elevation, you know, a Norm Normatec boots, Mark Pro. It gave me all these things to try. And I never felt better. I was 38 years old. And all of a sudden, as a 39-year-old, I'm racing Andrew Luck and Chandler Harnish and these young quarterbacks and hanging. And I couldn't have hung with them when I was 35. So – you know, I think it's that was just an example of like when you're getting older, you got to find new ways to train, new ways to recover. That's okay. It looks stupid. I'll get oh, to it, but, boy. but it's okay. You showed up to the team. I was excited for, for the hassle back to be here. You know, okay, we got a new backup quarterback. And then we do the first like OTA workouts. And this guy looks like a 90 year old, literally. And I'm like, <laughs> that's the who the hell is this guy wearing these? What is, uh, you're, that was you before that was before compression sleeves were. I think you were like the first person I saw wearing compression shit. Like, honestly, you really in were. Public, probably. In it's public. a bad look. It can be a bad look, but I was rocking it anyway. And you were. But you know, I was, never, I was never the oldest guy in the team, thanks to Adam Vinatieri. That was, the, that was like a – I kind of just like snuck in him. So like all the 
you know, on every team, the oldest guy gets the old jokes, you know, but he, oh, really? he took the brunt of them for me. So I was appreciative Todd. of that also. <laughs> Todd's our old dude here. He oh, gets yeah. it a lot. Preach. So you know. Preach. Oh, I know. Um, hey, that video just resurfaced. It's not its first time out, but it just resurfaced. Brett Favre, Ty Detmer, nickel package. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Is that real? It's real. I mean, he tell, he's such a great – Brett Favre is just a great storyteller. I think that's probably one of the – like. I don't know if people know it. He's a great joke teller, great storyteller. Lots one It's a kind of a tr- it is a true story, and you know, not to retell it, but basically the def- you know the offensive coaches were like, well, when they go nickel, it's thirty five percent of the time it's this, and when they go nickel, it's twenty eight percent of the time that. And uh, Farb finally had enough of a relationship with his backup quarterback Ty Detmer, and was like, hey, can I ask you something in confidence? What's it mean when they go nickel? He's like, well, if you're serious, it means that they take out a linebacker and put in another DB. So five DBs, nickel. And he's like, so? <laughs> they still got 11, right? You know, and, and, and that's, that's a little bit one of the things that I learned from Brett, Brett Favre, is just that, hey, don't make it so complicated. Just go out and cut it loose. Have fun. Like you're playing in the yard with your buddies. Like you did it at recess. And um, he still that does that for Wrangler playing with him. He still <laughs> plays in the yard for Wrangler, him and a dog. And they're throwing a ball. Yeah. He's wearing the with copper bracelet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why now that I go through the as seen on TV aisle, I just see the Matt Hasselbeck care package <laughs> basically for whenever you were playing. I'll never forget. That. Then I go in there and you got this supplement for this. And then, well, I don't know if I could take it yet. You said that because it was something you, you just, you were a man who left no stone unturned. And I was so, impressed by it because i did nothing <laughs> and i was so impressed by it. i was like you know what maybe i should start stretching or something this guy's been in a league a long time man. what did you do did you take vitamins did you do anything yeah vitamins <laughs> <laughs> mostly my vitamins yeah mostly well i just remember you know those normatech boots which they are were huge great. in sports there's like every sport they use these boots but they made like a new hip thing and i was doing it after every training camp practice and my dorm room was across from venetary's dorm room and I put the I put those on him the next night. He's like, "What are these things you're doing?" So I put them on Adam Venetary, the game's greatest kicker. And the next day, he wakes up, he doesn't feel real good, and he skips practice. He like misses practice. And I had the athletic trainers go to me and like, "Yo, we think he's going to be okay, but we can't think of anything he did differently besides this, you know, these Normatech boots." And I'm like, "I swear they're the best thing. That's not what hurt him. I swear." But like, I left the meeting like. What if I'm the guy that ended up oh. in Terry's career? Oh boy! <laughs> because what worked for me didn't work for him. But I normatech. It wasn't that those boots are legit. I so. enjoyed the normatech. I used to jump in the cold tub too. I'd go in there for like 12 minutes. I used to have like a full because people used to flush and so they would alternate. They would go hot for three, cold for two, hot for Contrast. three. Contrast. There it is. It had an entire science, and I tried to do it a couple of times. I was like, well, I'm not getting back out of the cold. I mean, I'm not getting back in this. So I would just sit in there for 12 minutes, and I would have the full mental thing like, you can do. 12 minutes to feel better tomorrow and it did and then the Normatech boots kind of took over for that I was a big well, fan I think the best thing about the cold tub and the hot tub is just that's like a camaraderie spot with your, you know, with your teammates in the locker room that's probably the best thing about it I agree we you got, got bees we got bees flying around guys yeah you got bugs in your house <laughs> let's hope uh, Thursday night's successful for both of us huh maybe you get a a, a better house instead of a bug infested <laughs> one <day. laughs> Matt you were a gentleman 
And I'm so thankful I got to be your teammate to watch you operate. Honestly, you came into that locker room and really turned things around from a camaraderie standpoint. That is what a veteran quarterback is supposed to do. You knew your role. You executed it beautifully. I was lucky to be your teammate, and I'm excited to be your teammate again on Thursday nights. I think we're going to do very well. And I'll tell you what, I'm not looking too far ahead. First game, UCLA, UC for sure. But I plan on this being a nice catapult to a prime, prime, prime time spot for you and uh, Matt and Pat. And uh, I am excited to dominate this year with you, brother. Thursday nights. Looking forward to it, man. All right. I appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. 18-year NFL vet, a man who has learned so many things and is willing to share them with everybody. The Book of Matt, page one, has just started. Ladies and gentlemen, Matthew Hasselbeck. Ladies and gentlemen, a reading by Zito. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Best start yet. (laughs) Listen up, Amazon Prime members. For a limited time, you can start an Audible membership membership, and save 66% (laughs) on your first three months, a total of $30 off. Wow. That's like getting three months for the price of one. That is. Wow. Yes, yes. Yeah. Checks out. Oh, yeah. Six to six would be two thirds. What kind of membership was it? Audible. Okay. You said it twice as if you didn't say it right the first time. Yeah. And we think you said it right the first time. I know. I, I had to look back and just make sure. He called an audible. Yeah. On the audible. On the actual audible. You'll pay just $4.95 per month for the first three months. After that, it's only $14.95 per month. Offer is valid from seven one nine. <laughs> July 1st. No. Yeah. July 1st. (laughs) I get confused with numbers sometimes. (laughs) Offer is valid from July 1st, 2019 through July 31st, 2019. Oh, we got to get on this now. Listen, that that is not a lot of days. Zito doesn't know, but that is one more day to get on this. (laughs) Call an audible in your life and do this. Oh, yeah. Audible members get a credit every month, good for any audio book in our store, regardless of price, and two Audible originals. So Audible is an audio book site? Correct. Yes, sir. They have all kinds of stuff. They have great comedy on there, too. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Look at that. The more you learn. Audible has the largest selection of audio books on the planet, which lets you uh, fill your summer with more stories like books there. <laughs> Books that resonate with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. How do you spell? How do you spell resonate? I don't know. I think that proves that I don't use. I think that was your inside uh, voice. You thought. Come on, you referenced the one all the time. You thought that was inside your head, though. Yeah. Yeah. We all did heard. Did I say it. out loud? Yeah. 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 Oh. It was great. Oh yeah, mice to men. I use it all the time for there this one. Oh yeah, mice to men. <laughs> mice to men. Meisterman. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's call some action here. Visit Audible. <laughs> visit audible.com slash America or text America to 500-500 to get started today. That is not much of a call to action. Well, by you, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so it, what is it? You can text 500-500 uh, America. America, and you get four ninety five membership to Audible's book club, probably, where you can select any of the books that they mm. have, which is an immense collection of books, ones that resonate not only with me, but <laughs> with everybody. I'm very thankful for Audible. I'm getting into the audio books, by the way. Meisterman. Meisterman, <laughs> ABC, E. Might be a nice way to uh, fall asleep at night. Yeah, I think I, people have told me audiobooks are the way to go. Sam's gotten into reading heavily. 
She's been reading a lot. I mean, there's a lot of murder stuff, so it's kind of freaking me out. But she's been reading a lot, and uh, I think I'm going to get into the audiobook game. And Audible is the perfect place to do it because they have a very massive collection of audiobooks. And that is audible.com slash America. And what do they get? They get uh, three months. For four ninety five, yes. it's an incredible deal. If you don't like it, get the hell out of there. But less than five bucks, it's worth to see if a book is worth the shit from Audible uh, for you. Lone Survivors, where I'm heading. Nice. Oh, there you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. It's the first one I'm gonna listen to. Uh, they say to read it and spell it out. So a u d i b l e dot c o m slash a m e r i c a. That was mandatory and bold. Now spell reasonate. Uh, let me look it up where I read it at. Uh, I'd assume it's in parentheses somewhere. Oh, yeah, there it is. R-E-S-O-N-A-T, resonate. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Welcome back. Nice. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that's the show. That's today's show. Big thanks to Zito. Massive Sorry, thanks to Hasselbeck. Hashtag endgame. Hashtag endgame. Um, you know what? I just I just want to give away stuff Oh, like. as a thank you. You send a funny tweet to us, any of us. Makes us laugh. Free merch coming. I think 20% off our entire store right now. Hashtag Thursday Night McAfee. Uh, Phil, Nick, the boys wanted to have a celebration sale in the store. Go buy anything you want for 20% off. Hashtag Thursday Night McAfee promo code. Uh, other than that, I'm so thankful for everybody. You guys are the absolute best. This fall is going to be awesome. I think we're going to really do some good stuff, and hopefully we'll penetrate your ears with some happiness. That's all we're trying to be is a mental vacation for you, yeah. and we're lucky that you rock with us. Ty Schmidt, hit the music. Anything was possible Hit cruise control And rub my eyes The last three days And the rain was unstoppable It was always cold No sunshine Whatever is mine I'm running